Hey everyone, my name is Brendan Patrick, and you're listening to Superlit. weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBT community. Hey, what's up? Um, I think I'm finally used to my new sound setup. My nose is very itchy right now. Great. Love that. Um, <clears throat> but yes, I think I'm finally used to my sound setup, so I'm talking at like a normal pitch because uh, I realize that I can talk like a person <laughs> and not ASMR style. Um, so... <laughs> This week, we are talking about a book called Paul Takes the Form of a Mortal Girl, and that is by Andrea Lawler. Uh, this book... <laughs> I'm only laughing because, like, I think by page 100, there's been, like, at least seven sexual interactions. This book is <laughs> very adult, and the verbiage and language in this book is, again, very adult, and I think this is probably the most adult book that I've ever spoken about on the podcast. And it's, it's, um, oh my God, <laughs> the language in it is, uh, really, really, really finely tuned to Paul. And I felt like I, the whole time I was reading it, I'm trying to figure out what Paul is. So Paul has this ability to shapeshift, if you will. And I didn't want to look up any kind of review about the book because I wanted to see if I could figure it out myself. And uh, I think I did. And I'm not going to tell you what they are. But I will read you the book description because in Superlitland, that's how we start everything. Um, I had to go to Amazon Books to figure out what the description of the book is like, because, uh, my book didn't come with any kind of description of what the book is just like art, like reviews about the book, um, from different authors. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I had to do some researching and I usually don't have to. So, uh, <clears throat> let's start off. It's 1993 and Paul Polydorus bar at the only gay club in a university town thrumming with politics and partying. He studies queer theory, has a dyke... Okay, first of all, <laughs> they use the word dyke a lot in this, and it makes me feel gross because I'm just like, oh, wow. Um, so, warning to everyone. I know I've already said it, but warning. Um... There's a lot of language in this book that might make you uncomfortable if you are made uncomfortable by certain words. Um, and I know that I am that kind of person. So uh, this is a very good book in which to figure out how to exercise uh, not being upset when reading uh, literature that 
contains certain kinds of words. Anyway, <clears throat> he studies queer theory, has a dyke best friend, makes zines, and is a flaneur with a rich dating life. But Paul's also got a great secret. Oh, no, not a great secret. Haha. <laughs> but Paul's also got a secret. He's a shapeshifter. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, get, I mean, I get, what, whatever. You'll figure it out as you read the book. But, uh, but Paul's also got a secret. He's a shapeshifter, oscillating wildly from riot girl to leather cub, women's studies major to trade. Paul transforms his body at will in a series of adventures that take him from Iowa City to Boys Town to Provincetown and finally to San Francisco, a journey through the deep queer archives of struggle and pleasure. So, uh, this book really does take you on a journey, and uh, I didn't realize what I was getting into when I started reading it, because uh, the last book that... Jordan gave me, so this is another Jordan suggestion. The last book that Jordan gave me uh, was a little sad, but it was still very thoughtful. And um, I think House of Impossible Beauties is very much still... uh, It's a YA book, but it's still very adult at the same time. It's hard to describe, but uh, Paul Takes the Form of a Mortal Girl is very much an adult book. (laughs) And uh, it's it's mostly because of the specific kind of language, and it is a story about an adult. I'm going to say Paul is a person, uh, adult person, who has a very, very full sex life, and um, they use quite the great detail in describing that sex life, and uh, it's it's not like other books I've read in which. Uh, say someone is going to masturbate and it, it goes off, if you will. Uh, they don't necessarily describe it because it's a kid's book. But uh, with, <laughs> I forget that with adult books, they just describe it. And um, I wasn't really expecting that. <laughs> and uh, the story with Paul is that you kind of meet him at a point in his life where he's like kind of not doing too, too hot, but he's still in an okay place. And then it just goes off the rails slowly. And it's very much like a I can't look away situation because you're so enthralled by Paul's story that you don't want to look away. But they have like light mentioning of the AIDS epidemic in this because it takes place during 1993 and that's still, you know, quite the heart of the epidemic. And uh, it's more so at the end that it's mentioned and I my phone keeps going off. I want it to stop. Everyone's sending me things from... Oh, it looks like Nancy Pelosi. Great. Um, No, it's... uh, You meet Paul, and you're enthralled by his story because you're like, oh, this is interesting. It's it's almost like a life of leisure. He's going to school, but he's, like, not really doing anything in school. He's just going to go, it seems like. And there are so many different nights of just, like... Uh, it's, it's him trying to pick out his next sexual encounter and it's, it's women, it's men. It's, it's honestly everyone. It's, it's not like Paul has a type, um, but, uh, he doesn't go for people who are, uh, how do I word this quote unquote, like not hot. I don't know how to word it. Otherwise he like talks about at one point an older gay man who's like, 
missing some of his teeth. And he's like, I'm not going to go for that. I'm like, okay, well, I guess it's like not hot to him, but, uh, you know, to everyone, their own thing. But, uh, (laughs) makes it sound like I'm really into people without teeth. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, this book is, uh, it's wildly adult. I can't express that enough, but the story is really interesting because, like I said, you, you meet Paul at the beginning of, uh, the story and he's, he's doing okay. He's not doing bad, but, uh, he's, you know, doing the same thing over and over again. Every night he goes out and he's trying to find, you know, someone to entertain him. And he's turned on by the way that his body works for him. So he can go from very femme woman to very muscular butch dude to very, you know, uh, in the middle androgynous and, uh, that's kind of the interesting thing about this book is because even when Paul is in the form of a mortal girl, he still refers to himself as a he. So it's very interesting that even though he is presenting as like a full-fledged female with like a vagina and everything, uh, and to the point where he's not sure if he like, if he can get pregnant or not, like something like that. Uh, Paul still refers to himself as Paul, like on the inside, when he's around other people, he refers to himself when he's a female as Polly. But uh, throughout the book, it's it's a, it's very interesting because you're. I'm trying to talk to friends about this book, and uh, the language that I'm using, I'm trying to be like aware of it. And it's it's very difficult because Paul still refers to himself as Paul, even when he is full full femme, and. It's it's just an interesting journey because it's not like anything that I've ever encountered, um, and I think with also um, Paul's story, he doesn't know what he is at the beginning, at least. And uh, I'm not going to say if he does towards the end because that's for you to find out by reading this book. And uh, you know, he meets different people along the way. There are uh, special people that he meets. Uh, and one of them, he winds up, uh, dating and, oh my God, (laughs) I really, the whole time disliked this person the whole time. And it was just bad because the whole time we're in this portion of the book, there's only like maybe at most 10 chapters. The book is 354 pages, but, uh, there's only a few ch- like few chapters in this book, and they're all long chapters, but they're they're broken up. And uh, the chapters with this person that he's dating, I just my like least favorite person that he's uh, dated, and it's like that's kind of like at the peak of like it's about to be bad, and then right after that, uh, it gets to be very bad, and uh, it's kind of like almost like consecutive hits after that of just like sad things happening to Paul or like Paul realizing that like he might be a shitty person and, or the audience uh, figures out that he is a shitty person. And it, it could be because we're on a journey with Paul trying to figure out who Paul is, what Paul is, what the explanation is. And throughout the story, you get little sub stories of, what could be Paul's life. And they're all kind of about young kids. And some of them will have 
Paul's name in them and some of them won't. And some of them will be off topic, but at the same time, wildly on topic. It's very strange because you, you go, you have to sift through them to figure out which ones are about Paul and which ones aren't. And they kind of feel like they're all about Paul or like maybe they're made up stories that Paul made up to feel as though he knows who he comes from or what he is. And one of them is an X-Men themed, like, writing of a comic book, which is very, it's this, <laughs> this book does a little bit of everything. And the comic book part was a little bit hard to read, if only because I'm trying to, like, close my eyes and imagine <laughs> the comic strip. But uh, I've never really read just, like, a written form of comic where it, it's almost like stage directions is probably the best way to describe it. But uh, that was probably one of the more interesting parts because it's it's almost like a direct link to being like, okay, this is why Paul is the way he is. He's like a normal person, but this thing happens. So imagine it's X-Men style. But uh, the one thing I did really want to look into was more about Andrea Lawler because I tried finding her on Twitter or him. I... I believe Andrea is a woman, so hopefully I am uh, saying the right pronouns here. But uh, I wanted to look into more about them, and in Googling them, I found out that Rescue Press, which is the um, the company that put this book out, is actually from Iowa City, and uh, that's where a good chunk of the book takes place is Iowa City, which was actually pretty interesting to see, like, maybe that's where they live. So maybe that's just, like, how they knew so much about the different, like, cross streets and the bar names and, like, just the scene in general. And that's something that I always really love finding out about authors is, like, how do you know this area so well and well enough that, like, you describing, like, street crossings or, like, the smallest amount of detail or, like, the amount of footsteps it takes to get from, like, point A to B. Have you walked those those paths in life? <laughs> Uh, something that I'm just always interested in is that because uh, sometimes it seems like really uh, off-putting and it's just like not real sounding. And I know that when I've written like the few little things that I've written, I I feel like that's how I come off and I don't want to do that. So I would love to know more about that. Uh, and I could probably write you a novel about my, uh, my small town, but who knows? But... Uh, that was one of the things I found really interesting is that, like, the descriptions of the the cities in which, you know, Paul is in, they seem really real. And that was something that I really appreciated because it wasn't something that took me completely out of the story. And it's such, a, it's such an important part of storytelling that it seems realistic. And that was something I really appreciated about this book is that, the places in which Paul is in, it seems as though, like, the author knows a good amount about. Uh, and it being the early 90s, it's it seems really interesting that, because I, I was just born in 90, so reading a book about 1993 and, like, on, uh, it's just very interesting to hear certain phrases or certain bands brought up. And... Paul's music taste, him trying to not be quote-unquote queenie. <laughs> and uh, it's just, 
the music that he likes. I'm just like, oh, you sound, <laughs> you sound like all the kids that I went to art school with. And <laughs> I mean certain ones, not all of them, obviously. But uh, Paul's being very pretentious. That's just what it sounds like to me sometimes. And he has like um, a standard in which he likes to live his life. And he, some of the conversations I heard between people uh, in the book, not that I heard them, but like some of the conversations I read between people in the book with Paul, uh, it sounds very hyper pretentious, like young person trying to sound smarter than they are, but they actually know about the topic. And sometimes that can, can come off as very like, I know more than everyone. And it almost seems like a whose dick is bigger contest with certain people in real life, at least. And in this book, Paul talks about things, if only to impress people, but also to show that he's not an idiot. Uh, and, uh, that was, like, one of the things that I thought was funny with Paul. It just, like, would come out randomly. But it's interesting because he likes to sometimes seem, like, lost to people. And then immediately afterwards with other people, he wants to, like, flex the muscle and be like, well, have you heard about this thing with David Bowie? And it's just like, oh, very interesting. You're just using everything to your advantage all the time. And uh, it's Paul's character is really multifaceted and... His personality is almost like it takes the form of whomever he wants to be at that moment in time, but still has the same core of Paul. And uh, that was like the one thing that I really liked about Paul is that I think if this was written in a different way, Paul would just seem like a pretentious prick. <laughs> and he's not. Not in any way, shape, or form. I, I really appreciated that. It, it's done with an amount of grace. And... Uh, even though we're witnessing Paul going through a lot of different things and Paul possibly uh, showing himself to be uh, a complete and utter dick to certain people, um, it's just very interesting because Paul is almost like an alien in this book. He, I, I don't know how else to describe him. He, he just wants to float through life, but also doesn't want to be bored and does want to go to school and does want to do things, but also doesn't want to be in school. And like, why is he studying this one thing? And why am I not working on a zine right now? And he's, he's very much like what I think people imagine to be like an artist. They want to do the thing that they want to do at that moment in time. And they are, I don't want to say wishy-washy because that's not the right phrase for Paul because he seems so smart, even though he says he has bad grades, he, I think the things that he takes interest in, he's astounding at. And, uh, I think Paul's like main fault is that he doesn't like to try, but at the same time he does, he's, he is so very complicated. And I think that's like one of the main things with Paul is that you're trying to figure out the whole time. Like, who is he? Like, who is Paul? What is Paul? And, uh, even throughout his relationships, he certain people he tries to bend to to make himself seem more, I don't want to say likable to them, because he, I would want Paul to be like one of my friends. He seems so interesting. And I think that's why, like, I finished this book in like a two day span, really, because I read like 
15 pages, and I was like, okay, this is like this is going to be something I'm not going to be able to put down because it's really fast paced uh, and it's really witty the writing, and uh, that was like the one thing that I was having trouble like putting the book down. So like maybe three days altogether because I was I started to casually read it at first, and then I was like, I need to finish this right now. Also, uh, to everyone that knows me. Resident Evil 2 is coming out, and also so is Kingdom Hearts, both within like a day of each other. So uh, <laughs> I knew I had to get this this book finished because I wanted Paul to get the attention he deserved, because Paul deserves the right amount of attention, and then I wanted to give all of my attention to uh, Agent uh, Leon, because he deserves my attention as well. Uh, and uh, But back to the story... If you're looking for a more adult book from this podcast, uh, I think this is probably the most adult content that I've ever read for the podcast. Uh, And I've read some really uh, serious shit for the podcast in the past year. Not to be uh, crass, but some of the topics we've covered have been very serious and uh, in an adult way. But uh, this is probably the most, like... I'm not going to use the word vulgar because that's not right. Uh, It's just the most adult language that I've read for the podcast in the past year. And I think that's why it was so refreshing at the same time, uh, because it was constant. And I I love the way that Andrea writes. Uh, I I don't know if this is their only book, but uh, I couldn't find a lot out about Andrea. Other than uh, the place that pressed this book is in Iowa City, and that's where, like I said, a lot of the book takes place. And I want more Paul. (laughs) Can we get another book of Paul? (laughs) Paul takes the form of a mortal podcaster. um, who I I would love to know more about Paul, um, because this is 1993, and I would love to know more about his adventures in maybe the early 2000s. Um, because that would be amazing. But, uh, yeah, I adore this book. I can't express that enough. I like the weird little, like, sub-stories in here, um, that could be about Paul, could not be about Paul. We don't really know, uh, if it's expressed in a way that I should know by look like, looking at it and by reading it. Uh, I missed the mark on that, but I am 90% sure that they were all about Paul in some way, shape, or form. But at the same time, they're all not about Paul in some way, shape, or form. It's very interesting because you read them and you're like, what What does this have to do with the story? And then you, I reread some of them and I was like, huh, yeah, so this could be about Paul. But this could also be like a fairy tale thing that Paul is dreaming or like making up. And it's it's very interesting. This book, it, Paul is, in this book, very dreamy. He uh, He thinks a lot and the thing that he does is it does with his body takes a lot of concentration and I again think Paul is so much smarter than he actually comes off as and I would love to know more about him (laughs) but uh yeah I can't express enough how much I like this book you should go out and read it I tried to find it in Barnes and Noble and it said that it wasn't out yet so (laughs) I don't really know (laughs) how I have this book but I do and it's not an arc copy so I don't know where this book came from so Jordan said she got it from Amazon I believe you can buy it through Amazon uh but yes 
go out and pick up a copy of Paul Takes the Form of a Mortal Girl. And again, it is by Andrew Lawler, and I am so happy to have read this book. It was a very special and fun experience. And I think that if you're thirsting for something a little bit more mature for this year, this is definitely something that you should go ahead and pick up. Alrighty, that's all I have to say about this book. Uh, This is where I mess up the ending. Uh, Here we go. My name is Brendan Patrick, and thank you so much for listening to Super Lit. Super Lit.